0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: The protagonist podcast where each week we look at a great character in a great story, except when we don't. I'm Joe Dorowski, and this week we're discussing love and hate in fandom, and joining for the discussion is returning guest Chris Mav Maverick. welcome back, Mav. Hey, thanks for having me and also producer Andrew is going to be jumping in on this discussion.
2: Hello is it should should it should you introduce him as like Christopher chris Mav Maverick <laughs> oh weird, that's
0: so weird
2: or or Christopher Chris
0: Maverick Mav. Oh. Mav, like how, I, like, how do you say it all? I usually say I'm just Mav, just one name, like <laughs> Prince or Madonna. <laughs> anyway, now no, see, and, and this is now I none of this would make sense on my show. So if you're listening to your show, you're hearing this funny thing. And then on my show, I guess maybe it's not there because I should say this. this is a crossover episode with my show where we're going to do the same topic the same week. And it's going to be exciting, right? <laughs>
1: yes, every okay. everyone loves a crossover, uh, mm-hmm. and so yes, this is a Vox Podcast protagonist podcast crossover happening right everyone now. Everyone
0: loves a crossover when they're too late when we're too lazy to come up with two different ideas.
1: <laughs> yes. We 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 were kind of simultaneously reaching out to one another, saying, "Hey, <laughs> we kind
0: of need a guest. <laughs> Do you have any ideas?" <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> okay. But I think it's a good topic. I think it's a good topic. So, what are we doing this week?
1: Right. <laughs> so we're discussing. <laughs> love and hate in fandom and um this is just something that i've kind of been kicking around just mulling this this issue of um sometimes it seems like fans hate the things they love that they're a fan Mm -hmm. of they say you know we express that you know that to some level part of my identity is being a fan of x y and z Mm -hmm. and yet the, you are far more likely to hear frustration and anger from those people than from people who are casually like aware of the media, uh, you know, whatever it may be that they are. And so th- there's something about this investment and, and, uh, forming a relationship with, uh, you know, a piece of media that you consume regularly that mm-hmm. somehow, you know, uh, j- just heightens the emotions on all ends. It seems.
2: Well, and I think there's like room for that heightening, even in like the middling territory, like, hmm. to to some extent, like Joe, you are, I think, as as deep as really anybody in in comic book and superhero fandom and expertise, and, and I will not... Say,
1: I'm not. I'm not going to claim that. Uh, I will say I've done a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, as
2: I mean, you would be in a in a certain percentile. Mm-hmm. There, sure. there are people who are like way deeper into it. But Higher
0: than 50%. Yes. But, Greater but than you are,
2: <laughs> yeah, like out of the general people that you interact with, like if you were going to take your cul-de-sac and <laughs> take a poll, I'd say Joe's probably number one in the superhero and comic book fandom territory. Um, on the literal um, street you live
0: on, <laughs> is called a sack like his actual street? You mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, if you, e- if you were to take
2: you and your neighbors, like I assume that you know you'd be up there. If you, even if you were to take like your your graduating class of high school people, you're you're up there. You're oh. in the top ten yeah. percent. Yeah, I mm-hmm. can. Def- I can def- and def- yes. and and still, I don't know if there's a lot of people who are like more meh than Joseph on the Snyderverse. <laughs> right oh, when it comes God. to like this the the, the Snyderverse the Zack Snyder superhero you know universe the man of steel and everything joe's pretty like like not like hyper neutral but like pretty laid back about it like you don't hate it you're not going to write any major comments but like a casual movie watcher has a high probability of being more intensely a fan of that particular item than you yeah,
1: I I think that's that's probably fair. Too.
2: Despite you uh, having a, a high, high, high level fandom of superheroes and comic books and Superman like.
1: You I've, know, there, there's a, a I've done there's a, uh, quite a, a categorization there professionally, uh, you know, and academically uh, studying yes. Superman and, and reading up on him. And uh, yeah, I'd say I'm I I'm not going to get into, like, an active internet yelling match uh, about the Snyderverse or anything. Right. (laughs) Um, But... uh, But you
2: also haven't watched all of it.
1: I have. The the (laughs) last... uh, Like, I never saw the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League, um, which... I mean, there I was mean, a point where I would have y- actively consumed every single piece of superhero media that was coming out. Exactly. just wasn't as much. I, but now I believe
0: so you that. will live six hours longer than I will because you <laughs> chose. To... <laughs> that was, again, the the literal six hours of my life that I will not get back. So but I guess I guess we're illustrating the problem Andrew's talking about. Right. The mm-hmm. I, I love comics, but there are so much that I'm just like Ugh. and and that's us we're weird in that like you know being comic book fans is part of our job right like professionally (laughs) i am supposed to like stuff but i mean even even for for regular people this is when we were talking about this as a concept uh we're like fleshing it out i was thinking about um i saw somebody trying to make an argument on um on the internet where they were like you know, Star Trek fans are better than Star Wars fans because, because Star Wars fans hate everything about Star Wars. They they complain too much, but but Star Trek fans love all of Star Trek. And I surely said, Star Trek fans true. have never complained about Star <laughs> Trek. <laughs> 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 like I'm like, like there is the one thing that I remember my entire life is that literally growing up, Star Trek fans hated every odd-numbered movie. <laughs> If, yeah, like, like four memes that was a meme that everyone right. kind of even knew like, just good. floated
1: through the ether <laughs> yeah. that the odd number star trek movies are the bad ones
0: <laughs> yes yeah and it's just like a thing that people knew and and
2: but on the other hand and, and the only people who would know star trek enough to have that opinion
0: are the star trek fans <laughs> right <laughs> right because you're like oh yeah yeah it really is yeah but then you pointed out andrew you pointed out about hating star wars <laughs> so, yeah,
2: I, I've heard this said that nobody hates Star Wars as much as Star Wars fans.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, so
2: and it's and it's like
0: yeah, I guess
2: and well and and you get like the subdivisions of fans who really like this one movie and everyone else hates this one movie and that mm-hmm. and you can determine which movie I'm talking about with that and you know there's different sets oh, that are yeah. you know feeling that way and everything and it's like and and, and like it gets weird because well i just had a weird thought where it's like well now there's like a purity thing it's like well the true fans i'm i'm mm-hmm. part of the true fandom of this thing because i love this movie and the ones who hate this movie are are like the false ones and now it's like a weird political like geo like geopolitical right social the- like dynamic like the, the true like fans the, are the, the people true. who have exactly
0: my taste, so, like, mm-hmm. whatever my taste is. The true fans are the ones yeah. That it's, feel like, exactly it, like, like it's like like it almost
2: becomes like a religious thing, yeah. like like <laughs> orthodoxy and non orthodoxy, <laughs> and like okay, well, like which pope do you consider to have been in power when there were three popes at the same time? You know, like it's kind of that sort of dynamic. It's like, well, the true ones, you know, follow the creed, and mm-hmm. and well, now speaking of Star Wars, it's it's like the Mandalorians in Star Wars. <laughs> like the there's way, the, yeah. the ones that follow the creed and it's like, well, the other ones are like, no, those are zealots.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, I mean, there's that old chestnut that that always gets thrown out of the opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy, which I mean is not how language works, linguistically speaking, that's not true. Um but <laughs> <laughs> but emotionally. <laughs> but it, it it works in that there's you know, people who are like casual fans of Star Wars are just very often could be like sure that was fine you know (laughs) you know whatever but but then the people who love and invest uh you know a a, a part of their lives into consuming every star wars thing can get that hatred (laughs) towards some choices Mm -hmm. that are made in certain texts of star wars that the casual person who doesn't have that love for star wars just you know it just passes by and certainly you know there's media that um you know uh sometimes i'll see something about you know a controversy about x y or z and it's not something i've ever consumed and it's kind of like whatever but then i see something about you know a, a, you know th- this big change that's coming in in marvel comics or something it's like oh i don't know about that one <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so uh, you know yeah. I, I, it, it it's it's part of it uh it is true that that investment of love into it and and that consumption of so much of it does make you feel um mm-hmm. More when there's a choice made that you that you that you that that rubs you the wrong way for whatever reason it may be
2: there's like like passionate or intense positivity and passionate or intense negativity are closer together than indifference is to either of them. Mm -hmm. And so so if you're going to feel something, it will probably be more intense, either positive or negative. And if you're indifferent, then it's just like it doesn't even pass the threshold to register in either way.
0: So when, when I was talking to my wife earlier today about what I was going to be recording tonight and just sort of, you know, bouncing the ideas off of her, um, and my wife's a psychologist for people who listen to your show and not mine. Um, one of the things that I was asking her about is just sort of the concept of how people, how people think about things that they're invested in. And I'm wondering sort of not just psychologically, but socially is part of the joy of being, i'll I'll say a super fan but i don't even want to qualify as to what counts as super fan a fan of something to the level that you're invested in i am a comic book fan i am a star wars fan i am a barbie fan i am a my little pony fan whatever right if you're that invested in something is part of the joy the critique right like Mm -hmm. like like is it is part of loving it defending the parts that you love and complaining about par- the parts you hate. Like you said, the, the opposite of, of, of love is apathy. You don't want to be apathetic, right? Like I want to, I want there to be constant comic books so that I can complain about the ones that I don't like. <laughs> That's part of it. I mean, I, I, I think like, like maybe I like complaining more than I think I do. Right. Cause people are always saying, I just wish this, they'd give me the thing that I want, but do you though? Do you really want yeah. the thing you want or would you become bored then? I
1: think it's also part of like community uh, building mm-hmm. is like the like shared gripes of like, do you remember yes. when that one writer was on our favorite title? <laughs> and he did this <laughs> to to that character or you, mm-hmm. that one movie in the franchise that everyone like in our inner circle of fandom, like we're we're deep enough in that we have a shared community within the larger community of fandom. And it can become mm-hmm. very gatekeepery. Uh, yes. to, you know, parts of that in, in problematic ways. I'm not trying to celebrate this, but I think it's also a natural part
0: of community. Um, I think there's to, also to a good part that. of the gatekeeping, as long as it doesn't go too far. So I think there's mm-hmm. a value. Like, So what I don't want is I don't want somebody being gatekeeper to the point of, well, you don't know the old Beatles songs, so you can't be a real fan, right? Like, that's yeah. that's not useful. What is useful, though, is and I and I think is when you are reminiscent of something to the point that you you are sharing it if only to set to say the thing that you hate now uh, i'll, I'll mm-hmm. use a comic book example i did not care for um a comic book story that i know a lot of people in recent years did did love um the superior spider-man arc um uh, where doc ock takes over Peter Parker's body and he becomes Spider-Man for about a year of comics, a year and change of comics. And people loved it. And I was like, eh, it's fine. This is not anything that I recognize nor care about. However, I am a huge fan of Craven's last Hunt, Right. And mm-hmm. if I'm, if I'm being so gatekeepery that I'm like, well, anybody who likes superior Spider-Man isn't a real comic book fan, then I'm being a jerk. That's not useful for me. Right. But if I'm being right. gatekeepery to the point where I'm like, okay, you think you like this, give this a try. And then I accept that they go, the that the person I'm talking to goes off and reads Craven's Last Hunt and they either like it or they don't. And if they don't like it, I can have a conversation with them about, okay, well, what is it about what is it about your story that you like better versus my story? And maybe they like that their story's be- longer. Like Craven's Last Hunt is like six issues over the course of two months, whereas Superior Spider-Man is like twenty-four issues over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. It's 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 considerably longer. Um, so that might be it, or maybe it's just um, you know that I'm old. <laughs> like like this is a story <laughs> from the. I mean, it's a story from the eighties, from when I was a teenager a young teenager in fact and and it so there could be some to nostalgia because, wrapped up in this, right well I, and i've i've reread it i think it's good but i think it's i think it's maybe a story that's designed for someone who was growing up when i was growing up and it spoke to me in a way that maybe if i were a teenager in 2010 instead i would have i'd feel differently is that when uh is
1: that when that st- Superior Spider-Man story came out?
0: I'm guessing. I don't actually know. No, I it
2: was.
1: It, was <laughs> it has to be more uh, recent, right? <laughs> it's I a little bit more recently than that. I think it's said. like 2015
0: or
2: something. Um, maybe as late as 2018. I I, I have all of Superior Spider-Man um, on hand. That yeah. was uh, 2013.
0: It's... Oh, oh. 2000. So it is <laughs> farther
1: back than I thought. <laughs>
0: 2013 through January 2013 through September 2014, according to Wikipedia.
1: Oh, I don't want that story to be 10 years old because <laughs> that's that that's, feels stuff yeah. Yeah. that's pretty weird yeah, yeah that
2: ago. i Ooh, yeah i still think <laughs> of it as like recent that yeah. they reset the status quo from that mm-hmm. and it's like oh yeah there's a they you know there's spider-man from resetting the status quo and it's probably like two or three major runs <laughs> since that <laughs> yeah happened
1: yeah oh weird But yeah, I I think that what you're saying is is that it can also serve um, to find someone who shares your taste, like when they have the same issues that you Mm -hmm. have. Right. So that can be part of the community building is like, you know, I really liked this part of it and but but not that part of it. Um, And also, I think sometimes it can serve as a red flag when someone has a particular issue or it's like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm,
2: and you're like oh we don't have the same taste
1: we don't have the same taste and i there might be a subtext as to why you have that particular issue yeah
2: (laughs) i so i want to dig into something that might be a a tangent so if it if we need to like pull back into this Ah, this particular part of the conversation but like (laughs) i'm thinking about this also so when i was in high school like i i know that i was like the deepest into comic books out of anybody but that didn't mean that i knew everything that everybody else knew right there were there were areas where other people had a deeper knowledge because like i didn't read deadpool stuff okay i wasn't into i wasn't into deadpool Mm -hmm. and so i'm like okay some other people are gonna know more about deadpool but i also know that i'm reading like three to five times as much comic books broadly speaking like Mm -hmm. yeah but they've never read any runaways and they've never Mm -hmm. they don't read any x-men and i'm reading like four x-men comics right now And it's a very weird thing to be like, okay, like, I guess we're in the same fandom because it's comic books and superheroes. But, like, there's different, there's different, like, areas of that fandom and different depths of it. And, and yeah, so there's silos where it's like, oh, like, I can't actually, like, talk to them about comic books because, like, we're not going to be talking the same language. They're going to be talking about a certain set of, like, Spawn and Deadpool stuff. And I'm talking about other stuff. Good stuff. You're talking about good
0: stuff. Well, and, yeah. But isn't that part I, of the part I, of the thing? Because I I didn't like Deadpool either. And I didn't like Spawn. I mean, I I, I mean it wasn't for me, is what it is. Runaways yeah. was one of my all-time favorite books. I love runaways. And you can sort of so I'm a fan of Runaways, I do a whole podcast about Excalibur, I'm a fan of the Teen Titans, the mm-hmm. the a certain era of X-Men, uh and you you can sort of guess the kinds of books that I like. This is I like the teen team-up books. So Runaways was perfectly up my alley. And um literally everything about Spawn and everything about the comic of Deadpool, especially at this point in the late 90s early 2000s that I think Andrew's talking about are just it's literally everything that I hate about comics, and I don't mind saying that. It's like so, like I mean, it's it's the loving to hate, like. I, but it, but I, it's what other people loved about comics, right? Right. And so, like, I mean, I'm I'm I said it as a joke, you know, like oh well, you liked good stuff as opposed to the stupid stuff that like you know. But like, but on the other hand, I love the Deadpool movies. I think they're amazing. I think they're great. But I hate the Deadpool comic book. It's just it's never been something that I'm interested in. And I um, similarly, I, I hate the Boys comic book. Everybody said, oh, you people tried so long. Get me to read the boys. You'll love this. You'll love this. And I finally read it and I was like, oh, this is this is bad. This is actively bad. I do not like this at all. So much so that it really surprised me that the TV show is one of my favorite TV shows. Um, So the point being, I think that my identity as a comic fan, you can sort of say, "Okay, this is, you know, the boys, Deadpool, these uber violent books, they're not really for Mav. And Maybe I, I mean I say I hate them, but long as I'm not to the point where I'm willing to beat people up, and I know that I get that there's a part of fandom which, which is different, right? I'm not like trying to run people off of Twitter the way that certain fans are, but like in as much as I'm just like complaining about things that I don't like, where where I'm like I wish this was more like Riverdale, greatest show on television, which I know <laughs> other people love. I mean hate, right? Like long as I'm just, or I wish this was more like Teen Titans, you know, or Young Justice. That's really me expressing my like. I'm hating on Your something taste. to express yeah. my love for something I like better. Like it's not mm-hmm. that Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I don't expect them to actually change Deadpool into Young Justice. There's just two different. That would books. be weird. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and it's fine. Um, but I and and maybe to the extent that like, I'm just, uh, I mean, to the extent that somebody's like. Oh, um, I don't know. Comics with girls in them, you know, one Wanda, division. Well, are, are stupid. Everything needs to be more Punisher. Well, I disagree with you every, on every step of this. It's a red flag, like Joe said. But also, maybe that's an important part of your identity. That if nothing else tells me to t- to stay away from you. <laughs> um, I well, yeah, okay, I, I, and I,
2: was I, say, I, with, I with what you were
1: yeah. raising with with comics, like there's such. Uh, breadth of so many of these franchises where uh, it used to be like if you, if you were a fan of Star Trek there is a Star Trek show and then eventually right. there were two Star Trek shows and, on at the same time uh, and now there's like twenty, and, and, and yeah, then there, there a, would have and, been
2: some novels or things like that but
1: yeah well uh, that's yeah, what you, know, you could is, be
2: a deep fan and just have the show
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And like with Star Wars now, it's like, OK, am I a fan of Star Wars? Well, is it the movies? Is it the movies and the Disney Plus shows? Is it the movies and the Disney Plus shows and the ongoing Marvel comics that are in continuity? Is it also the, the novelizations that are, <laughs> that, the, are, that are in continuity? Um, the
0: animated shows versus the live action shows? Do I play the and, video games, which are part of the story? The video games yes. are currently in continuity, which is weird, but okay. Did you read the yeah. old stuff, which is now not part of continuity? But <laughs> it's part it's of the
1: legends. Influencing it so much that if you did, you're you're kind of in the know, and you you get right. a little uh, you know, <laughs> geeky cred uh, for for doing mm-hmm. that. And and uh, it, it's just it, it, to be a fan of something. There's so many different levels of it, and I, I think like like Matt was saying, it's expressing like what your level is and what, what you like or what you don't like doesn't have to be uh gatekeeper. It can be at times, mm-hmm. uh, but, mm-hmm. but it can just be, Hey, this is where my tastes lie. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't a fan of that particular run because of, you know, the themes that introduced or the changes it made to a character. Uh, the, the, those were turnoffs for me. And that doesn't mm-hmm. have to become, I hate the creator. They're trying to destroy the thing I love and I must end them. <laughs> Which is what it sometimes <laughs> right. feels like on uh, online um, discussions deteriorate into. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, I, so I have a, another thought that I think relates to the, like the apathy versus love versus hate and like intense passion and everything. I think there, there's clearly something about the opinion that's formed, whether, whether it's love or hate or anything that comes from the engagement and like the information, right? Like there is a certain degree to which exposure creates that opinion. You're only going to have. Uh, You know, a passion because Mm. you have enough information to form an opinion, either positive or negative. Like Mm. you can't hate Star Trek unless you've seen enough Star Trek or or it's like or or is there going to be like or is there something like where there's like a validation to your opinion based on how much consumption you have or something like that? Like I'm trying to to work this out. Um
0: I think you yeah. can because I, I, I like think...
2: like what we say like nobody no, like Mav you are more capable of forming an opinion about disliking Deadpool than somebody right. who has never read any Deadpool or any comics right.
0: cuz I'm the guy who will who will I don't even want to say hate watch uh I um when recently you, you want an informed H- opinion even if it's right. a negative opinion <laughs> there was the HBO Max show uh Velma that was the the gritty reboot of scooby doo um uh, you will not be doing an episode on Velma <laughs> it's no. bad. it is very bad it is there is no redeeming quality to it whatsoever. I watched every single episode because I wanted to do an episode of vox pop on on it, and i needed I didn't want to watch it, and if you go back and listen to that episode, you hear I didn't want to talk about it and go. I hate this, this is stupid, why are you making Velma, why are you making Scooby-Doo woke, which is what one of the complaints were, or I hate this, this is stupid, why are you making Scooby-Doo gritty, which is also what one of the complaints were. So there were were very progressive, liberal-minded people who hated the show Velma, and there were very conservative, you know, alt-right people who hated the show Velma. The show was for nobody. It was also very bad. And I wanted to hate it because it was very bad. I wanted to be able to say as an informed opinion, I have watched every single second of this program and it is garbage. But I do think that a lot of people who were hating it were hating what it stood for, um, or at least their perception of the
1: idea of, of it.
0: And it's like, there are so many people who, um, there are so many people I see who are like, well, this movie, This movie sucks because it has Brie Larson in it. Well, Brie Larson is a fabulous actress who won an Academy Award. She's very, very good. You might not like her politics, but she is a very good, you know, and her politics are largely I'm a feminist. So there are people who hate her and therefore transitively have decided ahead of time to review bomb, you know, Captain Marvel movies, but also weird indie pictures that you weren't going to watch anyway. So I think that you can hate stuff. I think that's not terribly interesting because it doesn't say much about you other than the fact that your, your identity is based on destroying somebody else's, which I think is lame.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess this is something I was kind of kicking around with this too, is sometimes when people point out the things they hate, uh, you know, about it. Uh, so like with The Last Jedi, the Princess mm-hmm. Leia scene, right? Where she gets frozen in space and then floats back uh, mm-hmm. and then recovers. I saw lots of complaints about that, calling it the mm-hmm. Mary Poppins scene, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It looks
0: silly. It's the it's, it, it it, does. and it is my least favorite part. I actually love that movie. I think it's the best of the newest three. Um, and yeah, I, I think I, that's my, I agree and that. that is my least favorite part. That is yeah. that is my least favorite part. So it's fair.
1: And, and that became like a, a token of people's complaints of the movie is like mm-hmm. how unrealistic it is for her to have survived in space. I watched the most recent Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and I was Peter waiting. Quill does the same thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> do, do, well, do he, well, he fails to do the wave same thing. <laughs> Uh, of yes. complaints uh, about this, and yes. I, I just didn't didn't see it online. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Which um, because I mean,
2: to to be fair, that is the second time he has, been, has been. Yes, he's, he's been open, open to series. space.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, I will say it is shot better. The James Gunn version is shot better than mm-hmm. um the, than the, the Star Wars version. Um, it, I, I certainly don't, I certainly am not willing to say that I'm looking for more realism in a star war than I am in a, in a guardians, but that's, that, <laughs> that's not the case. Like some, some people would say that, but I'm not, this is a story, this is a movie about, about space wizards, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, so, so like, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that's it. I think that, um, I, I but I do think that you're right. There was sort of a collective joy in the fact that no matter how you felt about the rest of the movie and there were people who hated the the movie and there were people who loved the movie the one thing that we all decided we were going to get behind was how stupid the mary poppins scene was <laughs> so so that was the unity in america i guess <laughs> uh,
1: yeah and i just think it's odd um yeah because it still gets brought up you know the the mary coffin scene, and it it never i I haven't even like i went into guardians of the galaxy i think three weeks after it been out i didn't even know that scene was in there because no one mentioned it (laughs) (laughs) but i knew like within the first screening of the last jedi there were complaints about that scene yeah
0: (laughs) is it i don't know i mean because i i I was going to say is it that like that the rest of Guardians is so good that people are willing to forgive the dumb scene. But it but the thing is, honest truth, I really like Last Jedi. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. and I know that uh, I know it's a divisive film. I know there are people who hate it. And if you hate it, and that's one of the reasons you hate it, you know, fair. But I like that movie a lot. And I don't well, think I'm particularly anti-woman. I mean, <laughs> like I don't think that's it. Yeah. And and yet. Yeah that scene looks I mean it, it 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 looks dumb it's just the way it happens just feels dumb to me so mm-hmm. i so i am and and maybe it's just because she you know she while unconscious force you know force floats her way out there whereas peter it quill with, uh... needs to be rescued mm-hmm. yeah so but, know, else pulls but even him then in. yeah but even then it's still it doesn't matter because it's still it's it's the same thing it, it really is the same thing and i, I don't I think, know
2: i think there's elements of it where like people have a lot less of their identity wrapped up in guardians of the galaxy than doing, star wars i mean just like the history of guardians mm-hmm. of the galaxy I, unless people have legitimately been reading guardians of the galaxy since the 1980s comic books which even if they have those it's, are different
0: characters. <laughs> they are
2: not going to be as passionate about Guardians of the Galaxy as people generally are about Star Wars. Yeah. Like there's there's so much of a personal identification, I think, that goes on with, with some stuff, like Star Wars, um, where I think people get defensive. Like, like it's so ingrained in their personal identity that something that doesn't gel with it feels like psychologically threatening, right? It, it maybe does... Mm-hmm get to their fight or flight response it's it's oh this is challenging to my self-image this is challenging to my sense of what i believe myself to be Mm -hmm. and that challenge (laughs) cannot stand i must protect my self-image which is tied up with this product and therefore i must protect this product from itself like it's like it becomes a really weird thing but like but nobody feels that strongly about guardians of the galaxy or certainly not enough people feel that strongly about guardians of the galaxy Mm. to have that kind of reaction whereas there's a lot of people who do feel that strongly about star wars and have built their their nerd or geek identity heavily around being a star wars fan and so something that is is challenging to their star wars sense of self is maybe more more dangerous than you know what Mm. somebody might have developed for for guardians of the galaxy and like I was reading the Guardians of the Galaxy comic books in 2008. That's about as deep as the fandom goes for it. Mm-hmm, is like, it's like I was yeah. buying and collecting Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. in 2008. And that's what the current Guardians movies are, are based on. I'm like, right. And there's things that like mean a lot to me. Seeing them in the like 2008 costumes in this last movie. I was like, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading the comics with those costumes and seeing them in like the, like, the, the costumes that I'm familiar with. Meant mm-hmm. a lot to me. And maybe it brought a tear to my eye, but I don't think I could be brought to argue about the sanctity of, you know, (laughs) characterization or like, well, this looked dumb and it's, it's a, it's, it's a major issue. Like, I just can't bring myself to do that, but I can see people feeling like, I think I have more strong feelings about Star Wars movies than I do about the Guardians movies. Yeah. And so there's Um, things that people are attached to in different ways, to different degrees.
1: Andrew, you're, you're touching on something. So, a little while ago, I, I like formulated this idea, and I was surprised how quickly I was able to like map it onto so many different fandoms. So, it was um, the fa- every fandom will say, I love this thing so much. It is the best thing. But the people making the best sure. thing are the worst and want to destroy the best thing. They must be stopped. <laughs> okay. I must yeah. stop them. <laughs> and um, I was... Captain when I first Kennedy thought of this, is
0: destroying my childhood, that kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. I was <laughs> specifically
1: thinking about Survivor uh, because there the the hardcore survivor fans get so upset about Jeff Propes and some of the twists that he introduces to the game every new season uh, and say this is destroying what what survivor is but immediately i realized this is also star wars fans it is also mm-hmm. i i realized sports fans that complain mm-hmm. uh, like like college football fans right now with all the realignment and the decisions that are being made about you know well, what rules and you know all these other mm-hmm. things or i'm sure it's there for professional wrestling i'm sure it's yes. there for for comic book fans oh, I, and-
0: I can I can give you the exact example for professional because yeah I think you're absolutely right I think that this is what I was hitting at before people say that they want a certain thing but they don't actually know what they want they think they do if you mm-hmm. let a deep fan program your your franchise and I don't care if it's if it's pro wrestling or if it's Star Wars or a comic book or it's uh, Days of Our Lives the TV show um, the soap opera right they will they will program things to more or less match up to the glory days of when they were biggest a fan, right? So you'll just rehash. It's, it's, it's a problem with, um, um, it's why Chris Claremont eventually left X-Men because Chris Claremont had been doing this job for a decade and a half. And then you suddenly had, he, he was no longer working with, Burn and Romita he was now working with Lee and Leefield and Protasio, and these are from his perspective they're kids who grew up reading his work and then they wanted to do their take on those stories again and Claremont was like but I did that story 16 years <laughs> ago I don't want to do that story again it's a you know I've I've moved past the Dark Phoenix Saga and I was like no no we would like to do Dark Phoenix Saga again and I think that's why you end up with People who are like, oh, uh, you know, the real Star Wars, that was in the 70s. And, and it's like, yes, when you were four or whatever, right? <laughs> you know, like that's like you like you like the Star, Star Wars is a is a franchise that is for children. It is a, it, These are movies that are made for and, you know, and I first watched these movies when I was three and four, as did you guys, as does everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. So the right. ones that I like best are the ones that were available to me when I was four. And now I'm 48. <laughs> so, so like, you know, these new ones, it turns out don't quite hit as hard because and, I'm 40 something years older. And it's just, well, the, it's not the same.
2: I think Joseph's totally correct with that, that assessment. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, obviously I and my wife are doing a Disney podcast where we're Disney fans. We're in the Disney like like media bubble to Mm -hmm. some extent like we have to pay attention to stuff nobody will like i mean one nobody can get angrier about things going on at the theme park so like even like we'll we'll go with the theme parks Mm -hmm. to be even more removed like another form of media nobody can be angrier about what's happening at the theme parks (laughs) than the people who are fans of the theme park and are going all the time but they don't want anything to change and i can't the splash mountain thing I can't get over just like how wild it is. Like people are selling jars full of splash mountain water on eBay for hundreds of dollars. And. It's <laughs> going to
1: evaporate. That will not last. St-
2: <laughs> it's also it's a sealed jar, Joseph. <laughs> um, and they have a picture of them scooping it up into that jar. So, you know, it's real.
0: Oh, uh, there's some certificates. About they, they try to have, have
2: provenance to it. <laughs> not certificates, but, but photographic evidence. Oh, um, but then, and like, and and so, like, nobody is is going to be more furious about that than like the Disney Parks fans who are going there all the time. Right. But at the same time, I'm sitting here. I'm like, it's not an original ride. It's from the '80s. It's called Splash because of the movie Splash with Tom Hanks. It's right. not even related to the movie that it's that it's, that is depicted in it. Like, this ride is not sacred, <laughs> and 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 they will tell you nobody is doing more damage to. The parks or the reputation of the company or the pleasure of the guests, like the, you know, the, the happiness of the guests, then the executives who are making every decision. Sure. Both the the decisions that they like and the Mm -hmm. people who are approving all of the merchandise that they love to buy and are obsessed with. The ones that are
1: literally financially invested in the outcome of this. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
2: like nobody is doing more damage to the Disney parks than the Disney executives, even though the Disney executives are the ones who are making every decision that makes you happy. And yeah. yes, they're making all the decisions that make you angry. But like, sure, you just bought that that T shirt. They approved that T shirt.
0: <laughs> they also <laughs> yeah. there's also well, a also bit like, of um... misremembering. There's there's misremembering all the stuff they probably would have hated when they were eight if they'd been aware of it. You know, <laughs> like 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 you you tend to only remember the good things. I'm, I'm thinking of like people who are like, oh, you know, the new Ghostbusters sucks, and it's like, you know what? Okay, yes you like Ghostbusters, but there were other movies that came out that year that also sucked. Like 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 one yeah. you know, like they're like oh, they don't make them like they used to. Yes they do. There were just always bad things and then you never like all the one-star you, you movies that came them. out in 1984, you just don't watch them anymore, right? Like there was a lot of there's a lot of garbage. And 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 I and it's weird because we just get we get so invested in it in order to in order to complain about it, just not being like, exactly the I, thing I that you remember. To complain. Right. But I, I, it's but also I
1: mean, um, like the idea of, I mean, you've referenced already, like there's a certain segment of Star Wars fandom that are like, oh, Kathleen Kennedy is destroying George Lucas's vision. It's like, excuse me, sir and madam, George Lucas's I know what vision. you thought of George <laughs> Lucas's vision. You expressed it right, quite clearly. <laughs> For- <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, um. Uh, It's the people who are like retrospectively Decided they like
0: uh, People who are like well you know George Lucas Okay look George Lucas wrote Star Wars episode 2 I'm the only person I've ever Met who likes that movie Mm. (laughs) And who like (laughs) everybody Everybody else is like it's better well, even, than I remember it. That, but I'm like, well, um, but I liked, it. I liked it then because I was like, the Star Wars started because of an argument over campaign finance reform. This is amazing. Well, but I'm there's, that like weird a, guy. There's, like, <laughs> there's also <laughs> like, so in,
2: in talking like the segments of fandom, right? So there's like a, a fandom, and and we're making fun of them. A fandom mm-hmm. who is like, Kathleen Kennedy is ruining everything about Star Wars, and there's, you know, lore. she's violating George Lucas's vision and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'd say we probably fall also into love Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. we yeah we probably fall into a subset of fandom who and and like this is the fandom that i feel coming from star wars minute primarily where they're like yeah it's okay if, it, we can make fun of george lucas like right george lucas did not necessarily make the best star wars movies no, like the, the Star Wars movies that Arguably he made the worst ones. Were, were maybe not the best, and so there's like a chunk of fandom that's in that camp, and there's yeah. a chunk of fandom that's in like the Dave Filoni is the prod, it, 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 yeah. like it is is the, the inheritor second, of the Second Coming, yes, yes, <laughs> and like he is what George Lucas should have been, <laughs> you know, like so there's like the Dave Filoni, you know, animated yeah. Star Wars series fans, and like there's all these different camps, and it's like. Oh, you kind of have to like find your tribe within a fandom, to to a certain well, with, extent. With
1: that, I was going to say, with, with like with Star Wars, it's like sure you can love the original trilogy, but in that same era, there was the, the Ewoks made for TV movies, and the, well, Ewoks the and you are going to have
2: the the the, uh, the collective of people who are like those actually aren't so bad, and the collective of people who are like these are garbage, these are
0: terrible. Well, but <laughs> even and even of the people who like currently love the verse, right like all the Mandalorian so if you actually pay attention to once they start talking about them all they do is critique them like it's a lot of complaints about <laughs> wait a minute book of boba fett like yeah ha- like, like half of the mandalorian story it just becomes the mandalorian halfway through and then it's weird because if you didn't watch pick a book of boba fett then mandalorian season three doesn't make sense because all of a sudden there's just this, like, why is the kid back? Grogu's why back. is Grogu back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> none, none of it in the last episode he left and now he's back, and none of this makes any sense. And they and don't you know say what? anything. And you know what? You're right. Like, people are, people right now are complaining that, like, they're people were viscerally angry that Lizzo and Jack Black showed up in an episode. And I'm like, but, but I people like were Lizzo also <laughs> totally yeah. thrilled that Lizzo yeah. and Jack Black were in that episode. And, and the answer is sometimes you do different stuff and it's fine. Like, like one of my favorite things about, and this is, this happened, you know, both in, it was more in book of Boba Fett, but they had Timothy Oliphant in it, just playing his character from justified. That's what he was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was just, he was just playing his character from a different show. And if you didn't watch justified, you don't know that, but if you go back and watch it, he was just playing the guy from Justified, and they just moved him <laughs> over to Star Wars, and like Wait, and which he also did in, some... in
1: Community, by the way. Yes, he, yes, he right, did. Yes. In, <laughs> in place, yes, in the good place, in the good place. Yeah,
0: yeah. Timmy, yes, sorry, Timmy the Olaf just plays oh, they that They should have had him in that that's paintball episode. And, that, and but I mean that's that's his character, and it's sort of the fun of it, right? People right now, another f- franchise that I love. I you know, I love the Fast and Furious franchise. We talked about that a couple of episodes mm-hmm. ago on on our show, and. And no like one will I've, be better at complaining about it than you. Or well, but like the people who are complaining, there are people who are mad. I because I, I've been watching, you know, I, I listen to podcasts and stuff, and I I read think pieces, and there are people who are like, Vin Diesel is ruining this franchise. He needs to understand because Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel needs to step aside and let The Rock and Jason Momoa shine. And this and, that. and and I go, yeah, but see, part of why you love this franchise is you want to see what depths of insanity vin diesel will go to in this weird mythology this i mean they're not good movies i'm sorry they're not but i love every second of them and they do not work i've seen fast fast and furious without vin diesel in it that's the second one it doesn't work you need vin diesel going crazy in order to like make these movies work and i think people are starting to understand that but also they complain about it so much like like I like. I don't understand how there are so many think pieces about, you know, when will this franchise finally end? When you stop paying money to go see it, <laughs> that's when. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all it takes. If you Which, you're enjoying it, <laughs> you know, even at, if you're, at the even current if you're
2: rate of uh, box office attrition for it, yeah. might be within a few years.
0: We'll see. I mean, well, internationally,
1: it's still the,
2: doing the, the, so much. The money. return on investment. It's true. The the international return on yeah. investment is. Is making like it the worthwhile. inverse of the Little Mermaid, <laughs> yeah.
0: but also I mean it's, it's. I don't know that. I don't know that it even matters. Like I, I would say, then is an artist. He is doing something, and we, even if we hate things, we are invested in the art because I'll give you a fandom that, like, you barely even think of it as a fandom because there's not enough material. Blade Runner. I'm a massive Blade Runner fan. Blade Runner fans hate Blade Runner. All of them, <laughs> like like no one actually. I I actually like Blade Runner. I've watched but, every well, single version of which it. Which version of it? All do you five <laughs> of them. I have the I have the box set, and I and I enjoy each of the movies. The I've box watched set them being all.
1: Just the first movie, just re-edited yes, in five different five ways. Just five different <laughs> versions yes. of the box And it, com- the, and it comes with a little model. Movie.
0: It comes with a little model car. And I bought this this Blu ray set because I'm like, yes, I want to see this. Um. So yeah, I've watched Blade Runner a lot um i enjoy the blade runner um blade runner 2049 the sequel which nobody liked everyone go back and read the reviews it came out everyone was looking forward to it and everybody was like oh this is bad this is not what we thought this didn't this is this didn't live up to my expectation it's weird and everybody and everybody's like how how could this have gone so wrong it's like it didn't go wrong everybody has always hated blade runner Go check the box office results from when it first came out. No one's ever actually enjoyed Blade Runner in real time. This is just how it works. Um, and and a whole community has grown around people complaining about everyone else misunderstanding what Blade Runner is. (laughs) Like we all agree that we all agree that everyone else is wrong, and we just have our own take on it. And that's what Blade Runner is, and and that's that's part of the joy. The the joy is complaining. That the other cuts are wrong. (laughs) You know, you have your favorite cut, and the other ones are all wrong, and it's part of the game. (laughs) I mean, Um, I think there is, like, like, when you
1: are invested as a fan, you're going to come to know the the thing that you love so much that you're going to see the seams you're going to see some of the cracks and you're going to yeah, complain yeah. about those and to not hold it all as perfection i think that's actually a very healthy attitude towards the media is that there's good and bad in this thing and i i love it despite its flaws or you know whatever however mm-hmm. you want to frame that um it's just there's also that problematic level where it does become you know death threats mm-hmm. to writers uh yeah the, the
2: toxic <laughs> level can yeah, i yeah, the, tell you about um let me, uh, Mav, you probably haven't ever heard of this. Joe, I I, mean, I know you have heard of this some, but there is a place near to where we live in Utah called Evermore Park. Mm, no and idea. Evermore Park is, it's kind of like a, it's it's like a, like a LARPing theme park. um, it, huh. Like it is intended to be, you know, about like the Star Wars Hotel. Sure. It's like that. It, it was a predecessor to that. It was, okay, come and interact with. All of the all of the like people at the park are going to be actors and they're going to be conveying immersive storytelling.
0: So like a Ren fair, but permanent. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot like that. And
1: and fantasy infused.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I wasn't saying genre, but like people like it's not about rides. It's about the actors. It's like uh, Jekyll and Mm -hmm. Hyde's is a bar in New York that I love where the actors are doing a weird gothic kind of Dr. Jekyll era characters in this theme restaurant Mm -hmm. so the experience is that there you are in the play or like a like a themed murder mystery dinner kind of thing you know those
2: kinds of things where and they had seasons they were only open for like a month and a half at a time like three times in the year because they had seasons it might have been longer than that Mm -hmm. uh they had seasons where they were telling a certain bit of story and the story would progress kind of like week to week. So you could come back and participate and engage in stuff and okay. doing things in the park would theoretically it, it, it impact what was happening with the story. So if you know huh. this, this faction within the park was getting a lot of attention from the, the guests, the participants, then they would be more successful in the next phase of the story and things like that. So it was supposed so to be like progressive an improv story yeah, there's a lot of that. And there was there was writing going on. And um, there was also a lot of like, like axe throwing and cheap archery and, you know, fighting with foam swords and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at a certain point, this park, which was not doing terribly successfully financially, decided to change gears on some of that. And there was an extreme backlash. The owners and operators of the park's were like getting death threats to their houses they were um like the fans i so i was like in a facebook group like monitoring some of this just because i thought it was fascinating and i was like kind of interested in the park i was like oh like i want to check this park out sometime but it got it it was wild very quickly like the fans were doing petitions and all of this just because they said, hey, we're going to decrease like the storytelling aspect of this stuff. The ongoing storytelling is kind of hard to do, and it's not necessarily creating what we want. It's not very inviting to, you know, a one off participant. This is really oh, yeah. only v- becoming valuable to the people who come every week or multiple times per week a week and I are dressed up and are, are in cosplay mm-hmm. for all of this. Um, and so, you know, they were trying to make business decisions. And everything mm-hmm. but the fans Presence. were doing petitions and everything and the fans were like <laughs> starting to talk to each other about like can we pull enough resources can we buy a controlling stake in this can we like financially force them to do what we want mm-hmm. in in this sort of stuff and it like it was so clear that there had formed an unhealthy sense of ownership over what was going on at this mm-hmm. theme park right. And and therefore like yeah, so- <laughs> over all of the actors who were just like doing their jobs at the theme park and improving and
0: I was like, Oh, this is a really weird fandom right now. Is this like the people who are trying to crowdfund re remaking The Last Jedi? Still. Yeah, like a, probably, like a- it'd probably be that kind of crowd. Yeah because there's a group of fans who I think that they I I think they've like literally had raised like a million or like some ridiculous amount of money of like Kickstarter funds to n- not nearly enough to actually do it but like I was going to say a, a million's a lot and everything but it's not enough right. to make a movie to <laughs> make a Star Wars but like they I know that they were like raising money cuz they're like no we're going to redo this and fix Ryan Johnson's mistakes and 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 just completely misunderstanding that I mean, we've made another movie since then. There's been TV shows. You know, Carrie Fisher is dead and she's not coming back to be in your movie. (laughs) They're
2: going to erase it from the continuity, Mav. You don't understand.
0: And there's no. Well, look, there's not not only not only is Carrie dead. There is there's not enough money on this planet for you to get Harrison Ford back. (laughs) It's just he he didn't want to do it. 30 years ago, he's done. He's so happy to be out. So like, you know, things like that.
1: Yeah, it, it is. Def- I mean, Andrew, like I said, when I wrote that that little, uh, you know, version of it, <laughs> where it's like, I love this so much. It's the best thing, but the people making the best thing are the worst. who want to destroy the best thing. They must be stopped. I must stop them. Like I said, I was specifically thinking about online survivor fandom that I was seeing. Okay. Uh, complaining about Jeff Probst, uh, but it's just became so applicable. The one to concept it's so been for the fandoms. entire show.
0: <laughs> like jeff Probst yeah. is the one part of the show that's always been there and yeah. it's the one thing they like they hate <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: because he's messing uh, with it he
1: he's destroying this he he wants to destroy this thing that is literally his life and legacy <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> there are mind. very few people who could be considered to have had a more big impact on survivor <laughs> and what it is
0: and i imagine he, wants he is to the on forever yeah, I imagine he wants it yeah. to go on forever because it's how he pays his mortgage, you know? So. Yes, the builder <laughs> is also the destroyer.
1: Yeah. Um, but Andrew, like that is a very strange niche fandom that you identified that went through a similar cycle. Not for all fans of that thing, and certainly not for all fans no. of Survivor. It's but just some very intense an fans. element of sense of ownership or right of ownership or right of control that comes with people investing a lot of their fandom uh or, or or a lot of their their time and money and energy and in emotional investment that happens with with some fandoms mm, uh mm-hmm. starts to create this different uh sense of uh you know uh of the relationship between themselves and the text. hmm Mav, when I said professional wrestling, you immediately uh pinged on on something over there. I know that's a world that you're yeah. much more invested in. Yeah. I, I, how does this it's... relate to that fandom over there? You,
0: in... <laughs> So, wrestling's weird, right? Because wrestling is a fictional sport that everyone has known for quite some time is fictional, but we all just sort of agree to suspend disbelief in order to make it work, right? Like, there's so the difference between a regular play like going to see a Shakespeare or Hamilton or whatever and going to see a wrestling match is there's no fourth wall in wrestling, right? Like if I'm watching, like I, I'm at a wrestling show or in my case, I'm performing in a wrestling show. You as a fan, you know that I can see you like you expect to be a part of the show. Like, are are you going to get in a fight with me? No, but you expect that if you yell something mean at me, I'll hear it and I will react. That's, the that's the part of the show as opposed to if i go to romeo and juliet and you go you suck romeo romeo has to pretend that he can't hear you right if you say (laughs) you 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 suck john cena he's supposed to react it's part of the show so it relies on this natural investment so you end up with things like um what we call we call x Pac heat X-Pac was a wrestler that everyone hated, and everyone complained about X-Pac all the time, and they booed him mercilessly, and people were like, when are they going to get rid of this guy? Get him off the screen. You suck. You suck. You suck. But the thing is, they were tuning in every week to complain about (laughs) X-Pac. They they want him there so they can hate him. That's That's his job. Or they might not want him there, but they need him there because the entire point (laughs) of, like, he's a bad guy, right? Like, it doesn't make sense for the WWE to fire him because you're tuning in every week to complain. Like, that's that's the show. (laughs) And right now, that guy, right now, the heavyweight champion is Roman Reigns, and people have gotten sick of Roman Reigns, and they're like, when will this end? And it's like, you can't, like... He's the bad guy, and maybe you hate him for what you perceive is the wrong reason, but he doesn't actually suck because his job is to get you to hate him. So however he's done that (laughs) doesn't matter. He's gotten he's gotten the effect that they're looking for, and therefore the company can make money on. If you want him to really go away, the only way to do that is to stop watching the show but then you'll never know if he goes away or not right like it's a it's a weird catch 22 and i think what ends up happening is you know people so people watch this and they go well wrestling's not the same as when i was a kid back when hulk hogan was running around and and andre the giant and and you know junkyard dog and you go why can't we have that back and the answer is because hulk hogan is a very old man and <laughs> andre and J- and junkyard dog are dead and the world is different right like the show That you were watching in the 80s was first off, you were a child, but also it was responding to Reagan era politics. And we don't live in that era anymore, right? Like even though people like to think that it's apolitical, the show is responding to a world with Joe Biden and Donald Trump and Barack Obama. And, you know, like that's the world that we live in today and that's what wrestling is built around and it's got to look differently so it's so there's just a weird progression that wrestling is i think more it's more vulnerable to it because the illusion of the art is that you as a fan absolutely matter in a way that other art forms don't have that right like any other art form if i watch a marvel movie it doesn't matter whether i cheer or boo captain america is not going to react (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it just can't happen but like wrestling wrestling fans want to believe that i can cheer somebody and make them become champion and sometimes you can they've been rewarded before so one guy is famously um daniel Bryan, also known as brian danielson Um, uh, but he was, he's a relatively short for a wrestler guy and he's, he's small And Vince McMahon likes big guys. So Vince McMahon never wanted Daniel Bryan to become, to be anything more than a mid Carter. He saw him as a mid level attraction and every fan in America wanted Daniel Bryan to be heavyweight champion. And you could tell because no matter what they did for a year and a half, two years straight People just chanted either Daniel Bryan's name or yes, 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 which was Daniel Bryan's chant. They chanted it constantly throughout the rest of the show to the point where eventually the company just caved in and they made Daniel Bryan the top attraction because people wanted it so bad. And fans want to believe they can always do that. Fans want to believe that they can get Sonic redesigned. Mm-hmm. In Sonic the Hedgehog, oh. like that's a, like uh, that that kind of thing, and I think that so I or, think or the, the Zack Snyder
1: of uh, cut of Justice League released,
0: yeah, that they can right that they can just complain and complain, and and I mean now they did get the Jack Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, but hmm. part of that was was because like the pandemic, there was a pandemic, and, 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 like, <laughs> nothing was available. Right there was a there was a pandemic, and so, so for, first off, the movie wasn't finished because we were like, well, we told you it was finished. No, it wasn't finished. And Snyder said it was finished, the but Snyder it wasn't happened, finished. Right. But, but but the Snyder cut happened because there was a pandemic and Zack Snyder was willing to finish the movie in his driveway. Literally, he shot mm-hmm. the rest of it in his driveway and edited it himself in the basement for like twenty five million dollars because that's what they had for him to work with. And that that's like a really special circumstance. And even then, it kind of didn't work out. Like it didn't make any money. It did not drive subscribers
1: to HBO Max like they thought it was
0: going to. No, it didn't. (laughs) So you're not going to get it. So like, so now they're like, well, can't. And other people are like, including me, I really, 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 really want to see that Batgirl movie. But I know I'm not in charge. And like part of, you know, there's a, but there's a point where I don't know. Do I want to vote with my, with my, you know, my consumer dollar by not going to go see, I don't know. The flash comes out or the flash is out now that people are, as people are listening to this. but that kind of thing, you know, like, like what are you, what do you do in order to, mm-hmm. in order to, in order to get what you want? And I mean, I feel weird criticizing it because, you know, both of our shows plus like, you know, Like my literal job, Joe's literal job is part of is being a media critic, right? So like like that's part of what you're what you're supposed to do. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to say like, yes, I think I'm really good at it because, you know, I went to college to learn how to be good at it. But I don't want to say that necessarily makes me more valid than somebody who just has an opinion. Your opinion Mm -hmm. is always right for you. So you should be able to express it. I think that's a good Mm -hmm. thing. I think it's just it's just weird when the expect when the. When the complaint becomes expectation. Mm -hmm. I,
2: I really liked something that you said earlier, math, where like in describing the wrestling, you said what he needed to be hated. Like the fans needed to hate him. That's that's like, there is a need for that. I think I'm trying to, now I'm trying to think it's like, okay. And in some of the cases with the movies, like if there's not something that like we're supposed to hate, are we going to find something? Because not every time is a villain supposed to be hated. Sometimes a villain right. is supposed to be hated, but sometimes it's Loki and you're supposed to kind of like them. And some so the we have to him. find mm-hmm. we have to find some other stuff to hate. And mm-hmm. especially if it's like Star Wars and you're gonna have a redemptive cycle for your villain. It's like, well I can't hate this villain because they might redeem him and mm-hmm. make him a good guy by the end. So I guess I have to hate something in the production or something. And and it's different from like Fiction like that to where you get into wrestling, which yes, fictionalized. But if, if the fans can't hate a wrestler, they're going to hate the, the, the the company, right? Because it's not giving them what they want and what they Mm -hmm. need. They need something to hate or else they're going to hate the production and the, Mm -hmm. you know, the creators. And so they need a heel of a wrestler that they can hate Mm -hmm. so that they don't hate Vince McMahon. And, And then um, in sports, I mean, Joseph is – okay, the most satisfying season of BYU football is not going to be a season where they don't don't play against the University of Utah. You need to have the team that you have. Like the rivalry matters more, and it's more valuable. Like if BYU had a perfect season but no rivalry game. That's less satisfying than a I mean, bad season with a rivalry. I, I would game. be satisfied. <laughs> I, I would, take it. but there'd be something <laughs> missing. But then, but I, then if, the next if time I was a given rivalry, the of a
1: perfect season or a season with one loss, but we beat Utah, I'd still take the perfect season.
2: <laughs> but, but a season but, but with yes, the rivalry, not, it, like you, you and, need some sort of opponent, right? It, it can be yeah. anybody that. You know, oh, yeah. gets to be it, targeted with no, no. it. But sports like is a good you'll, you'll, of... you'll mm-hmm. target it somehow. And I know, Mav, you you've watched uh Marble League. Mm-hmm. It's it's marbles. Yeah, but o- I hate some of those marbles.
0: The O Rangers suck.
2: They're I wrong. like the O Rangers. <laughs> yeah, they have you're not wrong. you
0: keep you projecting
2: onto them like they're the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. They have not they won as cheaters. much as you say they have. The, <laughs> the O Rangers no. are
1: showboats. <laughs> they they show off a little too much like, right. they don't do it the right way they're not there it's for the right disgusting. reasons, Andrew. It's, you know
2: back, <laughs> well, what, back what do you like the crazy when I was cats yeah. eyes or something but like i watch the marbles and i'm like yeah Team that Black- marble sucks though i don't yeah. like that marble that that marble's <laughs> right. a bad marble or that marble's a cheater it's a marble on a dirt no. track like back- it is it. not actually happening but what i need to create that kind of narrative i need mm-hmm. to root for somebody and against somebody else it's not satisfying enough just to root for one I have to be rooting against something else. Yeah, yeah. And I like having, having some sort of hatred is part of my enjoyment of the Marble League. And hopefully I can like I can disassociate enough where it's like, okay, like I wouldn't actually like chuck that marble onto the ground to break it or anything like that. And hopefully with sports teams, you can disassociate it enough so that you're not like actually getting in fights with the other team's fans. I know that's not what actually happens. Yeah, I know yeah, people, people do, do. not uh, disassociate. People are constantly mm-hmm. having issues with that sort of stuff, and like people are like pouring pouring beers on the heads of children wearing the opposing <laughs> team's colors. And it's like that's
0: not super cool, you know. That's probably a bad a bad move, um, yeah, fandom. Yeah, I, I will yeah. go farther than not super cool. I will say it's actively <laughs> bad. I'm I'm willing to yeah. take that stance, Andrew. Um, <laughs> but like bold, even when I'm, I'm watching.
2: Even when I'm watching marbles rolling around a track, I'm going to create that much like identity and that much like love and hate simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we can get away from love and hate both being part of our fandom.
0: That's depressing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully you can, you know, emphasize the love and not let the hate turn into, you know.
1: I don't know. Uh,
2: vandalizing
1: children on the sports <laughs> stadium. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, often on the on the protagonist podcast, we're talking about, like, great characters, great stories, and you know, our default is we're talking about something that is good. But very often at the beginning of the episode it's like, okay, here's a few nitpicks that we have about mm-hmm. this particular text. Uh, and we're just going to get those out of the way, and then we're going to celebrate what we love. But we're also going to acknowledge that this is not, you know, a perfect text. Not every text mm-hmm. is Paddington 2 and perfection. <laughs>
0: um you know, so, And when we you know, steal your format, so on Box Pop, when we steal your format, we do the exact opposite, right? Like so so our our version of doing an episode of Protagonist is we do we do shows every once in a while that we call is this a bad movie <laughs> yeah, where we we're, 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 we're picking something that we know people have complaints about and we're sort of embracing the complaints and then trying to find the goodness in it. Right. We're trying to, mm-hmm. we're trying to look at fast and furious and say, yeah, but what about the parts that are awesome? Right. You know, you know, um, uh, or like I did under the cherry moon was like the first time where we actually called it. Is this a, is this a bad movie where, um like I know that there are people who complain about Under the Cherry Moon. We know that the we know the flaws in this film. Um and we're acknowledging those flaws. And I think there's a certain joy in like sort of like like with the Fast and Furious movies saying here's the parts that I like about it. There's a there's a joy in like kind of moving past the criticism. So I think mm-hmm. there's a there's also a joy in having the thing that you want to be critical of in the thing that is good right like um like there are you know there's a lot of movies that are like you know there are problems with citizen kane citizen kane's great there are problems with citizen kane you know mm-hmm. and and so and so like i i i think there's something to that right there's something to criticism is partly loving to hate or hating, you know, or loving to love. I was gonna say hating to love. But no, it's loving to hate is part is part of what a critic does.
1: Yeah. And I think if you're going to like, for example, with with comic book fandom, like invest the time and money to read a multi year run by the same writer mm-hmm. and artist. Um, there's probably gonna be you're not gonna be in love with every single panel, right? right. There's probably gonna be times where it's like, oh, I don't know if that twist landed, or I don't know if that was the right choice uh, for the story. But mm-hmm. you're probably still going to continue on reading it, and hopefully, if you if that's what you're choosing to do, overall you're still enjoying it. Um, if it gets to the point where mostly you're identifying the things that complain, maybe there's a better use of your time. <laughs> Get a new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I I I don't know that we've come to like we haven't solved anything. No, we were, love and, hate and Other other we've
0: resolved nothing. Maybe, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> don't be toxic that that's we can agree on that right yes <laughs> I, uh, I i hope i mean yeah i i think that that's kind of the hope right like even even for the things that like there there are there are things that i really dislike i i said i don't like i don't like super gun totally murdery comic books that's why i didn't care for deadpool it's why i didn't care for um for boys or, or spawn and Punisher. Punisher, Oh God. I like, I mean, and, and, and yet I see, I see there's more to it than that when done right, which is, I think why I'm willing to accept them as films more because they're smaller bursts. But I, but I think the fact that I can recognize what I hate about those comics and what I love about the Deadpool movie, for instance, or the boys TV show is I think the essence of criticism, not saying you're stupid if you do like this. Even if I think that, like the people who are massive fans of the Punisher comic book, there's a stereotype of them and the people who really do fit that stereotype are not my favorite people in the world. But I think that there's (laughs) more to me not liking them or their book than just, well, you hate, you like Punisher, so therefore you're dummy. (laughs) <laughs> that's not it shouldn't be that so mm-hmm. yeah don't be toxic I think is a good lesson <laughs>
1: right uh, and if you have any final thoughts like to wrap up the issue I, I of think, uh, love and hate fandom? I
2: think I agree with don't be toxic I don't know uh-huh. if we can not have both love and hate when we <laughs> care about something so in that sense you know like the opposite of love and hate is apathy and all that <laughs> but like don't don't let the hate be bad <laughs> Like (laughs) focus on the love and don't be nasty.
1: Yeah. Like, I think there are actually like fun uh, ways to, to vent about the things that frustrate you uh, about a fandom. And it can also be something that like, like I said, it it helps you to find people who have similar tastes to you. And that can be a really good thing, but also you don't want to only surround people uh, yourself with people who think exactly like you. Um, So, uh just get a podcast uh, where you can
0: talk to your friends about media every week that that works
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i I found that to be a very useful uh (laughs) way to to work through some of these feelings (laughs) not necessarily like financially rewarding but it's useful
0: oh no no (laughs) it's it's very cathartic it's really it really does you know some people would do therapy we have podcasting (laughs) it's very
1: helpful that wraps up this episode. Thank you for joining us. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. That really helps us out. We'd like to thank Scott Tofty who composed our theme music. Mav, where can our listeners find your podcast?
0: yeah um I host the Vox podcast every week which is um more conversations like this in fact this week it was exactly this conversation more or less um, but like it's generally something like this and you know we'd love to have you around we talk about pop culture themes every week and then I also I host a show called gosh golly wow where we do a weekly deep dive into Comic book Excalibur for 126 consecutive weeks. I think as this comes out, we're on week 100 or maybe 99. I lose track.
1: Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another great character and a great story. So long.
0: Anyway, that's probably all cut cut, because it's way past the outro. I think
1: my front door just blew open in a storm. So I'll be right back (laughs) to finish our outro. Hold on just a second. (laughs) This is
2: going to be so hard to edit.